0: Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Check us out on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. We ask you to please subscribe to the program. Are you alive over there. I am alive over here. You sure? I am. Very alive. If you prefer to join us in podcast form, please do search Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. And you're dialed in. Before we go any further, fellas, I want to say good morning. Casey? You're still sporting the colors. A little surprise, Paul pointed out earlier, this being Steelers week. Those are Steelers colors you're sporting there. Very surprised.
1: Yeah, um, I won't lie. Uh, The thought did not cross my mind that it was Steelers week. (laughs) Because I'm just not that worried, I guess, about them. But I don't know. I was actually trying to wrap NKU a little bit longer. Leader of men. Leader of men. Darren Horn,
0: leader of men. I might go buy season tickets after that interview with him yesterday. It's great. Get down to BB&T. Let's go. It's a great arena. It is. Great arena. Rocking the other night. You were there. Yeah. We're going to talk about Xavier's game tonight. You'll be there tonight. I will. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Well, last night, fellas, did you happen to watch the Thursday night football game last night? I caught the fourth quarter.
1: I, I was, yeah, I was watching a, a, a lot of it.
0: Okay. Well, the AFC South leading Tennessee Titans traveled to Green Bay to take on the Packers. And I have to tell you, like a lot of you, I've watched a lot of football. It was this close to being almost a perfectly played game by the visiting team in every way. Offense, defense, special teams. Ryan Tannehill. Anybody ever heard of him? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ryan Tannehill hits 22 of 27 for 333 yards and two touchdowns. The Titans decimated secondary, keeps Aaron Rodgers in check, and boy, did he miss some throws last night. He even admitted it after the game in the press conference. I listened to the whole thing sitting at the airport waiting to pick up our daughter. Tennessee wins 27-17, 7-3 on the year. Do you realize the Titans are the only team in the NFL over the last three seasons, not Buffalo, not Kansas City, pick any other team you want. They're the only team in the NFL the last three seasons to start the year at seven and three. Mike Vrabel, one of seven coaches hired in 2018, He is the only one still employed as a head coach. A Buckeye. (laughs) A Buckeye. Bengals and Steelers set to tee it up at 425 in the Steel City. That's on Sunday. Cincinnati in search of its first division win in this, its fourth attempt. As you know, they lost to the Steelers week one, turned it over five times, four interceptions, a lost fumble. All by Joe Burrow. No Jamar Chase in this one. Looking more and like DJ Reader is a go. Not a slam dunk yet. Kenny Pickett makes his first career start at quarterback against an AFC North opponent. Now the spread opened at five and a half. It's now down to four, Paul. The wise guys must know something.
2: Yeah, big money came in early on the Steelers at home. And uh, game got flexed. It's still sitting around four o'clock. So, all right. Well, it is sitting around four o'clock, but it's also sitting around four points. Yeah, uh, it's over a field goal. Bengals. I don't. I don't know. I.
0: I'm gonna take the Bengals though, but we get to that later. We'll get to that later. We have our picks coming up. And by the way, James Rapine, who covers a team from Sports Illustrated, will join us here in about ten minutes. Elsewhere in the division, Cleveland is headed to Buffalo. Oh well, wait a minute. Check that. They're headed to Detroit. They were talking about anywhere from three to seven feet of snow in the forecast in western New York. So the NFL said adios. We're not taking that chance. They have moved the game to Ford Field in Detroit. Buffalo, as you know, losers of two in a row. And they have looked very average in the process on both sides of the ball. Cleveland battered last week in Miami. The Bills an eight and a half point favorite. Maybe that has changed. The Ravens are at home against Carolina. Baltimore a 13-point favorite, of course, sitting atop the AFC North at 6-3. That's one better than your Cincinnati Bengals. Other games of interest around the NFL. The Jets have not beaten the New England Patriots since December of 2015. Imagine that. The Patriots have won 13 in a row over the Jets. And this is a game that could have huge playoff implications. The Jets are 6-3. The Pats right now on the final wildcard spot in the AFC at 5-4. The game is in Foxboro, New England. Favored at home by three and a half. The Dallas Cowboys second straight week on the road inside the NFC North. This week. A trip to, not red hot, but ice hot, Minnesota. Vikings are 8-1. and one. Dallas lost in Green Bay last week. Now it's 6-3, and three, and it's 6-3. and three, That's in third place in their division. I, I, I got to tell you, Cowboys are favored by a point and a half. I don't get it. I'm not a gambler. But I just, I, I, I mean, of all of the lines that I've seen in sports in a long time, Paul, maybe later you can explain that to me. I don't know how in the world Dallas is favored in Minnesota to win that game. College football. We're down to the final two weeks of the regular season, and in essence, the playoffs have already begun. Number 25, UC plays Temple at 4 o'clock. You can watch that on ESPNU. By the way, UC's opponent next week, they have to win that game at Tulane. Tulane hammered SMU last night, scoring a whopping 59 points in that game. number one Georgia is at Kentucky the dogs favored by 22 and a half 330 kick on CBS. number two Ohio State also at 330. on the road as well at Maryland Buckeyes favored by 27 and a half. you can watch that one on ABC. number three Michigan at home against Illinois favored by 18. The Illini started seven and one they've lost their last two. Number four, TCU, undefeated in a huge rivalry game. Their big rival is Baylor. That's a noon kickoff on Fox. The Horned Frogs favored by two and a half. And number five, Tennessee, on the road to South Carolina. The Gamecocks, they had won five out of six. And then they go to Florida last week and give up like 400 rushing yards. That's a seven o'clock kick on ESPN. Volunteers favored by 22 and a half and out west another big rivalry game number seven usc to pasadena and the rose bowl to play 16th ranked ucla an eight o'clock kickoff that one on fox the trojans a two-point favorite baseball aaron judge named the american league's most valuable player after clubbing an american league record 62 home runs this year he got 28 out of 30 first place votes And on the National League side, Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals is the most valuable player. He edges out Manny Machado and teammate Nolan Arenado. College Hoops, Kentucky a winner last night. And the big one tonight, Paulie. The big one tonight. At the CentOS Center. Sold out. That'll be rocking. Number 12 Indiana comes to town to take on the undefeated Musketeers. Before we get to James Rapine, your thoughts, if any, on that one.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of this is going to depend on the health of Colby Jones. Uh, Sean Miller talked about yesterday in the pregame press conference that sounded it sounded more favorable than not if you kind of read in between the lines that they were holding him out of practice to feel like, okay, we want him to be ready for the game. But if Xavier's without their best player, it's going to be a tall task. It's going to be a tough game anyway for Xavier against the Indiana team that I had Jeff Rabjohns on my podcast yesterday. Dick came out this morning, and he talked about how this Indiana team, in his opinion, could be the best Indiana team since 2013, which is the team that it was ranked number one for the vast majority of the season. So for him to be able to say that and and see that this talent on this team with Trace Jackson Davis, who one of the best players in the country, is a very good team. This is a really good team. And I, I think the one point that a lot of people have made before about Indiana is – Indiana fans sometimes have these lofty expectations. They won in that long drought the last few years without making the tournament. And Indiana doesn't live up to expectations. Well, sometimes those expectations are just too high. And you're still thinking the program might be what it is from a long time ago, that it just wasn't. Archie Miller just didn't have the success that he was hoping to have. Now it's Mike Woodson coaching the Hoosiers. So I, I think uh, – I think tonight it's a big measuring stick game for both teams because Indiana has really struggled on the road um, it, it, over the last few years. They really, they really, really struggle in non-conference road games, and with Sean Miller back, this is this is Xavier's first test with Sean Miller back. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be rocking.
0: Well, I hope the Jones kid can play because you want to see everybody at full strength. I mean, we lose sight of the fact you have these big games. He's out of conference games and intersectional games and so on and so forth. And uh, it's still only November. Long way to go. See how everything plays out. Uh, apparently, you know, a lot of the guys in the chat already uh, waiting for me, Sir Boy Wonder, waiting for me to light up Casey about Ryan Tannehill. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You know, one thing I did hear last night, we're going to get into this a little bit later on. I know James Rapine is coming up any minute now, but I heard uh, last night sitting at the airport waiting for our daughter's bag to come in. Um, I was sitting out in the, you know, the, the, the cell phone lot, whatever you do over there yeah. and uh, had the radio on. And, and, and I wish I could remember the guy's name because I really like this guy. He's a talk show on ESPN radio has been around for a long time. Uh, he was on after the game last night and they broadcast a the game on radio. Um, This year in the NFL through 10 weeks, teams have rushed for over 36,000 yards. Okay. Yep. That is the highest total through 10 weeks in an NFL season since 1983. And it was very interesting. Long time offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers was on the air. Mark Tauscher, he's in their ring of honor. And he had said, you know, like, like many things in life, cyclical, that kind of thing, but talked about how, and, and he pinpointed uh, Dwight Freeney, great pass rusher, Hall of Famer will be, um, with the Indianapolis Colts, and how teams on defense with offenses starting to throw the ball a lot, having to cover more athletes out on the field, the defenses started to get leaner and leaner and leaner. You don't have the big bruising linebackers. You're playing five guys in the secondary frequently. Uh, Your linebackers are asked to cover tight ends and be more athletic than maybe they once were in years past. Uh, And so defenses, in his estimation, uh, have gotten smaller. And so there are some teams that are saying, okay, well if that's what teams want to do they want to be lean more athletic then the teams who make the decision we are going to pound and pound and pound now last night for example the titans travis henry didn't have a big game he carried the ball 28 times for 89 yards but the point was made that even though he was only averaging three yards a carry, a little bit more than three a carry, that the Ravens are the kind of team, and there are others in the NFL, they're okay with that. They're okay with that. They would put themselves, and Tannehill talked about this after the game, they'd run it, they'd run it, they'd get down to third and four, third and three, third and one. Their play action was incredible. Packers having to load up the box. And Tannehill was just so accurate. That's the best I've ever seen Tannehill. I mean, I know I talked him up yesterday, but I mean, he was, he made some unbelievable throws last night. But the point being in this thing is, you know, sometimes the point was made that you can't get wrapped up in your yards per carry and that the Titans are one of those teams that don't. They're going to wear you down. They ran it. 30 plus times last night they threw it 27 times last night conversely aaron Rodgers, who has been saying for weeks we need to run 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 i don't know if that's a shot at matt lafleur i have no idea but last night the packers run it 18 times and this wasn't some blowout game i mean the titans were in control of the game but it wasn't a blowout game i mean Green Bay was right there. A stop on a third down, convert on a third down, make a play down the field, and they have a chance to win that game. But they run it 18 times and they throw it almost 40. When Green Bay beat Dallas last week, Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 20 times in the game. So, you know, maybe we're guilty around here, I am sometimes, of looking at, You know, Mixon, he's averaging 2.9 a carry, 3.3 a carry, whatever it might be. And then the Bengals just abandon the run game and they start slinging it all over the place. Well, you know, if you buy into that theory, and clearly teams are because they're running more and running more effectively, more frequently than they have in 30 years, 40 years, right? My map, right? Yeah, 40 years, 1983. That's 40 seasons ago. Yeah. I don't do math in public, and you just found out why. I thought it was a very interesting philosophy. Yeah. Is James here yet?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, he, he is. is.
0: He is. Okay. Let's get right to James Rapine because he's got a hard out today. Uh, James, thank you on short notice for taking the time to join us today. The mood around the Cincinnati Bengals. They'll jump on the plane tomorrow and head to the Steel City. We know the Steelers have been a nightmare, 35-12 and 12 against Cincinnati going back to 2000. Not that that matters now with different coaches, different players, et cetera, et cetera. Although the Steelers beat them in week one this year. What's the mood around there?
3: Well, I, I certainly think they're confident, but they, they know how important this week is and getting off to a good start, getting your first division win, but getting off to a good start in this stretch that is as tough as you could ask for of an eight-game stretch. I mean, this might be their easiest game over the next eight weeks on the road at Pittsburgh. That's, that's never easy. And and I don't mean to phrase it that way, but it's that game or maybe visiting Bill Belichick on Christmas Eve, which doesn't sound like fun to me. Probably the last place I'd want to be is is Gillette Stadium on December 24th. But that's the reality the Bengals are facing right now. And at five and four and a bunch of teams with three losses or four losses in the AFC, it's it's a must win. I think that's fair to say. But they're confident. I don't think they're cocky. I also think they know what's at stake and how important Sunday is.
0: All right, health wise, uh, walk us through where they are. Uh, I know Hilton yeah. had said right from the beginning, no matter what, he was going to be on the field, so he'll be back. That helps certainly. Um, DJ Reader, any update there?
3: Oh, Reader's going to play, and okay. the Bengals have pretty much said that. But he's looked good in practice. He's been a uh, a full participant, I would say, from what we've seen. But he's not technically on the roster, so you don't have to to give him a practice designation but yeah he's practiced back-to-back days he's going to practice today and it's a huge huge get to get him and then obviously they're not going to have Jamar Chase they're not going to have Josh Tupo so uh, they're down uh, a defensive lineman a defensive tackle still even though Reader's coming back and then obviously Chase we know how valuable he is so uh, that that might go along with your you're running the ball philosophy without having Chase this week.
0: Well, didn't you? I mean, I don't know if you heard that stat last night, James, but 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 again, I was yeah. just sitting in the parking lot listening, and and, and I was uh, – you know, I, I don't get wrapped up in a lot of stats, but I found that one when, when you're talking about, you know, through 10 weeks of a season, more rushing yards this year than there's been since 1983. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I
3: think – the Bengals, there are going to be some games where they do. They have to run the ball and and run the ball more than they're used to, more than we're used to seeing. I also don't think they can win regularly like the Titans do. It's just that's not them. And uh, t- to be honest, you look at the Bengals receivers, even without Jamar Chase, if T Higgins and Tyler Boyd were on that field last night, they'd be the two best receivers on that field between both teams. So th- that's part of it. That said. Can the Bengals be balanced? Because they're a pass-first team. They have Joe Burrow. Yeah. But can they be balanced, especially without Chase? I, I do think that part is crucial for their success. They might not have to run it 40 times, but can they be efficient and run it more than we've seen recently and up until, uh, of course, the, the Panthers game when they were able to get things going and average seven yards a carry.
0: You're down there every day at practice. Um, what, what's an update on, on where the team thinks Chase is at this point?
3: They've been really tight to the vest. Zach Taylor hasn't given us any tips, tricks, or hints. Now, you can ask others, you know, off the record. And it it does, one, I think he's progressing, you know, people tweeted this week that that he was on crutches. And while that is factually true, I think he's on crutches, doesn't need crutches. I think there's a big difference there. I I think he could take those crutches and, and throw them away today. And, and show up and walk around the stadium and jog and do a lot of those things. They're waiting on the bone to heal. And so if you can take pressure off of that hip and let that bone heal, that's exactly what you want. And so he's not going to play Sunday. I still think there's at least a chance he plays against the Titans. But to me, this feels like early December. But you can't rush him back, and that's why you got to handle business against a team like Pittsburgh, a team you should beat even though it's a tough division rival, so you don't feel the need – not that they would rush him back, but so you don't even feel the need to do that. And if this team wins uh, the next two on the road, which is going to be really hard and, and certainly not have chase for one of them for sure, I think it would go a long way towards that. But, yeah, I, I think he's going to be back this season. It's just a matter of when that bone heals and when he can go, go out there and get some practice time under.
0: Well, what have you seen or what have you heard from, from, from some of the inside folks uh, with the Bengals on uh, – how they view kenny pickett i mentioned a little while ago you know he's he's uh what two and three officially as a starter although one of those wins should not count as a win that was a game he was concussed and trubisky led him to the victory and so on and so forth but uh even though his numbers aren't very good the steelers have managed thanks in large part to they play pretty good defense is is they they've played close games What what do people see so far around the Bengals with Pickett?
3: I think they certainly believe he's talented, but also young quarterback that you can take advantage of and and force into some mistakes. And that's got to be their mindset going in. Now, a couple of things. One, you don't want the Steelers rushing attack to get going. It showed some signs of life against the Saints. I think that's the first thing outside of turnovers. Make sure Kenny Pickett is still dropping back and having to throw it against the secondary that even without Chidobe Awuzie, they have confidence in that, that can go toe-to-toe with these Steeler skill players. So so that would be the first thing. But, yeah, he, he certainly made his mistakes, and he's at home. So getting off to a quick start game script, I think, matters a lot. Put him in a position to try to make a comeback, try to force the ball a little bit. He's certainly willing to do that. And, uh, and if you do that, then take advantage of it with a Jesse Bates or a Von Bell or you know, maybe rookie on rookie crime with Cam Taylor-Britt. So they certainly have options uh, to, to get after Pickett. And part of it, too, can you get pressure with four and not blitz him? If not, will Lou Anarumo be able to confuse Pickett? He doesn't blitz a lot, but confuse Pickett a few times and take advantage of of the rookie. I, I think that that's possible and it's realistic, uh, but they got to do it because this Steelers' offense isn't good. They, they've, uh, they've struggled for most of the year. They're not explosive. And so get off to a quick start. And, uh, and then don't let
0: up. When you look, and, and you and I have talked about this before, I mean, I think we all agree that Sam Hubbard is playing the best football of his very young NFL career. Uh, Hendrickson, Pro Bowl guy, uh, at it again this year. Um, do you feel like, and, and, and Carter has certainly not been uh, anything to speak of so far in, in regard to putting pressure on the quarterback, and I've asked you this before, but as we move forward, and I know Reader, you know, certainly would give them some push up the middle, and Hill has is, is really been a nice addition to this team the last couple of years. But, 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 but you know, now you're 10 weeks in. Do, do you see any of those – anybody else on this roster uh, giving quarterbacks, opposing quarterbacks pressure besides just by and large Hendrickson and a little bit of Hubbard? Yeah,
3: they need someone to emerge, whether that's Joseph Osad, whether that's Zach Carter, who's played a ton of snaps yeah, and, and now can maybe dial back into more of a role with DJ Reader uh, back in the fold. A- adding Reader is going to help. He's not known for that, but he's certainly capable, and uh, that's kind of the cherry on top with him. As dominant as he is against the run, he can certainly get after the quarterback. But you're right, they've struggled to get – Consistent pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And now with Cheeto out, that matters more than ever. So that's the interesting dynamic here. Can they get pressure with four, starting with a, I would say below average Steelers pass blocking offensive line? Can they do that? If not, then it's going to be up to Lou Anarimo to find a way. Because the last thing you want is the game to be close. Can he pick it to have some confidence? He's taking care of the ball. And you, you just give him all day to throw. You can't have that. So shutting down the run and finding ways to put pressure on pickett to force him into mistakes I, I think that's key one and two for this defense and and we'll see if they can get it done but yeah it is a concern at the same time maybe hendrickson hubbard and reader you know c- can get that done yep. maybe reader coming back open things up opens things up for bj hill who showed he could get after the quarterback a lot last season uh, you know I, I think hill was forced into a role that you didn't necessarily want without Reeder, and now he can slide back into the role where he shined last year, and, and the Bengals certainly hope he can do the same over the final eight weeks of the regular season.
0: I don't know if I expect you, or whether it's fair uh, to expect you, James, to answer this question, but I made the comment on the air yesterday. <laughs> uh, look, it, it, because of digging yourself into a 0-2 hole in a couple of games that I think everybody, even if you're a Cowboy fan, even if you're a Steeler fan, would have to admit the Bengals should have but that's, you know, those, those are tired words together, should have uh, won those games. So now you're in the position that you are in. Um, so every game you play is a big game. But, but I maintain uh, that, that looking at what they're going to face uh, after this game, especially after watching Tennessee last night, um, I maintain that what you're going to face is, if there is such a thing in the 10th week of the season as a must-win, would you agree that this is a must-win?
3: 100%. Because the Bengals' first goal of the season was to win the AFC North. Spoiler, you're not winning the AFC North if you start 0-4 in the division. Yeah. And it's going to be tough if, even if you get that win. But you got to keep pace with the Ravens. You still have a head-to-head matchup with them. Everyone keeps looking at the schedule. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Baltimore. No one knows what's going to happen. What you do know is you play the Steelers on Sunday. So handle business there for division chances and then wildcard as well. A lot of teams, whether it's the Patriots who hold the tiebreaker right now, five and four, uh, it's, there, there are a lot of teams that are six and three, five and four in that race. You got to start to separate yourselves from that 500 mark. And then the other part of this, if the Steelers do win, suddenly they're on your heels in the playoff picture. And that's the last thing you want because they would hold the tiebreaker over you with two point. victories. So th- there, there are a lot of reasons why. And they have some winnable games coming up, too, when you look at their second-half schedule. There are a lot of reasons why they need to get this game. The first one is obviously the division. But you're looking at that schedule, if the Bengals are going to make a second-half run, this is a game they should win because this might be the easiest game remaining, at least on paper.
0: All right, um, before I let you go, uh, we, we've seen in the past uh, some of the things back behind you there. We've not seen the Dr. Seuss book. Oh, yeah. You, you like that? I, I do. Very, very much. Now, now, now why did that make an appearance now?
3: It was on the bookshelf. Decided to, to switch it and, and put it on the backdrop. I like to rotate things a little bit, keep you on your toes.
0: Yeah, but Dr. Seuss? I mean, there are a lot of things I would expect maybe from James Rapine. I don't know you personally. You want me to but read I mean, it? I can read it real quick. <laughs> I, I, believe me. Oh, you okay. would actually, that would be perfect for the people that watch and listen to this show regularly. Because uh, <laughs> among that group and the Ham and Eggers over here and Casey and Paul, myself, I would include, I think our intelligence level is very, very close to Dr. Seuss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i was no, gonna I, say i just
0: uh,
3: go
1: ahead that, that the places that will go that is <laughs> that is just actually a, a a sign of where the bingles will go he has them on the shelf the places will go we'll, we'll, we'll go into victory oh. we we'll, yeah there you I, go I wow the there we go Jay. there's a
0: stretch
3: wow second half foreshadowing yeah i won't deny we'll it go.
0: yeah well casey has uh he, 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 you've been with us a lot and we got to let you go, but James, thank you so much for your time and uh, safe travels to Pittsburgh. And we'll look forward to catching up with you soon again. Really appreciate your time very much.
3: Of course. Yeah. Thanks Tom. Appreciate you having me.
0: All right. James Rapine covers the Bengals each and every day. Nobody better than that guy covering the Bengals. You want to know what's going on? You know, what's going on. You had something to add to that Casey. You sure?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I just, uh, I thought it was a, actually a great, <laughs> great addition to his uh to his shelving his, his uh, backdrop all right let
0: me ask you one question yeah. okay because you know still to come we've got a lot of time here to talk about lots of things going on pro college we've got our picks at eleven thirty. no other guests lined up today because we have lots to talk about but I- i'm going to give you a second to think about this and we're going to go to break okay mm-hmm. if you had to pick one book to all of a sudden, show up on the shelf behind you, okay? Which he chose Dr. Seuss this week. If you, Casey, if you, Paul, if you at home and here on the chat, we've got thousands, if not tens of thousands, uh, what book would you put up there? Okay, well, think about it. We'll think about all it. All right, and, and and again, I mean, this could be your own personal set of beliefs. I mean, maybe, maybe you'd like the Bible back there, okay? Um, maybe it, 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 it's, it's a book you just finished that, that you, 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 know, you really want to kind of subliminally let people know that, you know, it's a good read. Like my dad, he's been touting. I mean, I've read just about every Stephen King book and my dad has too. I've not read the newest Stephen King book. So he's been, he, he was talking about this on, on our show a couple weeks ago. So if he had something behind him, maybe that's something he would have put up. Maybe it's something from a philosophical standpoint in your life, okay? Like The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Have either one of you guys ever heard of that book? Tom, I
2: really appreciate the fact that you're giving at least me enough credit to say that I read books. I, I sincerely appreciate that.
1: Well, you read you read newspapers,
0: and you That's not are a you book. not a book reader.
2: I read so much. I read the news so much. I don't read a ton of books. Okay, I will have a I will have a pick. I am thinking of a book. Okay, in case you're
0: you a book reader,
1: I'm not really a book reader either. But I will have a pick.
2: Okay, I, right. I have one I'm thinking of. Okay, we'll, we'll get
0: to it. We're waiting for some of you uh, to chime in. AJ says maybe Little Women, uh, <laughs> where the red fern grows. Um, (laughs) okay. I want to hear what some of you would choose. All right. Okay. So we're going to, uh, we'll talk about that. And then we're going to start getting into some of the games this weekend. Talk about the Bengals a little bit. Talk about UC a little bit. Talk about the Musketeers game tonight a little bit. College football, huge, huge weekend. They're all huge at this point in time. We're back in a moment. All right, welcome back to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. We have lots of, uh, of, of folks. This one I love. Um, my man Reed Mouse agrees with me. Ann Rand, the fountainhead, phenomenal. And that and Atlas shrugged. Uh, Boom shakalaka says the world would end if I ever finished a book. <laughs> AJ says I haven't read a book since Dr. Seuss. Sir Boy Wonder, it's a big time book. Mike Lupica, great writer.
2: I remember reading his great books. Great
0: writer. The Bat Boy. Uh, AJ adds Cliff Notes. <laughs> Was an excellent resource <laughs> to get me through. Uh, what else? Oh my God. Uh, Okay, uh, William says, uh, Stuart Woods, his Stone Barrington novels. Very, very good. Trace Fowler, who moved my cheese? All right, have you guys thought about this? What would it be?
1: Actually, uh, I have a list of books. I don't know if I could pick one. (laughs) A list? Yeah. So,
0: go ahead. You've had enough time in the commercial break to come up with a list?
1: Yeah, because there are books that I actually – like like loved reading when when i did read them and uh i don't feel like i have like a favorite book okay so just i'm gonna give a somewhat of a list okay okay? i'm gonna start off with the sports book friday
4: night lights yeah great great and they turned
0: it into a great movie i interviewed in fact the guy who wrote that book did you yeah many years ago when i was working in chicago when that book first came out I mean, it's a long time It goes back to like 1990, 91, 92, something like that. Yes, he came in the studio at WGN, had a chance to interview him. He had gone down there to uh, Odessa, Texas. Permian High School. Odessa Permian High School. Hmm. Great book. Good choice, Casey. Yeah,
1: so that, that, that would be up there if I was doing like a sports show. Okay. Now, just in my normal office... I would love to have like Fahrenheit 451. That's one of my favorite all-time books. Yep. Um, The other couple ones, I love uh, like To Kill a Mockingbird. Yep, classic. um, Great Gatsby. And there's one I can't think of. Um, It was turned into a movie. It was a futuristic, um, dystopian type of story where –
0: Fast Times at Ridgemont High?
1: No, it, it's where the guy, well, everyone you can't see colors. You guys didn't catch that.
0: You, got, you neither one of you no. clowns catch that. You're not listening. No. That was a joke.
1: I didn't I didn't what <laughs> It
0: did was a said? good joke. Go ahead.
1: It's I mean, where it's where they never heard of none of, it. of the people can see colors and they start The Giver. That's what's called. Never heard of that. Oh, The Giver a that. great book.
0: Really? That's, I never heard of that. Okay, I'll check giver. it out.
1: The Giver's a great book. I love that book. That that's, is a great that's book. That's one of my all-time. That might be the one I'd put up there first.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Tony, uh, Paul?
2: We had an all-time Chatterbox moment during the commercial break. <laughs> an all-time <laughs> Chatterbox moment. I look over to my left, and I look at Casey on the screen. He has, go- he has Googled great books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hang on. Those are all uh, books see, I've read. See, I just need see, a little help remembering and comes thinking
0: that comes to light. You he did the be same thing. Have you ever read The Great Gatsby? Yes, I have. Tell the truth. I
1: have read The Great Gatsby. And he's over here doing the same thing. <laughs> That's not true. Yes, it is. Is that, <laughs> is that <laughs> what's on my screen?
2: All right, look. You know, I have you, one, you actually. You
0: guys are no different, though, Then I will tell you this. You guys, I mean, you know, when you're young and, you know, you're on the go and you're trying to build your career and all those kinds of things. But I, I, I can't tell you how much uh, – you can, how much enjoyment you can gain from reading books when you do have the time, because it, it really is, uh, it, it's a wonderful, um, habits, not the right word. It, 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 it's just, it makes life better reading good books. And I don't care what books you read, but it does make life better. You, so yeah. yours is, yeah. uh, oh, you got some list in front of you? <laughs> no, something?
2: I, I don't. Um, but the, the last book that I did read was the book by John Feinstein called, um, where nobody knows your name Mm -hmm. it's the book about the life in the minor leagues yeah great book as as somebody that worked one season last year in the minor leagues and saw just a little glimpse of that I I thought it was really interesting because he got the perspective of every different area of the players the managers uh coaches trainer
0: umpires everybody uh it's good look at the grind it takes to get to the major leagues Well, John Feinstein is a really good guy. I've known him a long time. And uh, matter of fact, we got to try to get him on the show sometime. I I, I don't know what's happened to him. He's kind of fallen off. He was one of the most well-known columnists and writers, uh, multiple, multiple best-selling New York Times best-selling books. Uh, Perhaps his most favorite of all time, uh, famous of all time, was the Bobby Knight when he traveled with Indiana basketball a season on the brink. Have you ever read that one? I've heard of it. I've not read it. Now, I'm going to tell you. You want to talk about a big-time sports book, that book is as good as it gets. He traveled, got permission from Coach Knight to travel the entire season, and this was during the heyday of uh, Indiana basketball, driving back on buses after games, Uh, the the, the teams that Knight just despised because he thought they were cheating. Uh, losing to some of those teams, uh, the stuff that went on in practice, the way he would talk to players. Um, it, it It is an unbelievable book. A Season on the Brink by John Feinstein. Did you know him? Yes, I do know him. Yes.
2: No, no, no Bobby Knight.
0: Yes, oh, okay. quite well. Yes, okay. I used to room with his son, Tim Knight, one of his two sons. His other son, Pat, was a college basketball coach. Tim ran all of his sort of merchandise and all that kind of thing and tim's still very successful guy and uh used to room with him when i went to indiana's basketball camp uh, and got to know tim real well coach knight last time i saw coach knight it was very sad whether you like bobby knight or not he is an incredible man um uh, incredibly smart uh everybody knows great basketball coach and all that kind of stuff but um, really smart. And the last time I saw him, he, he had come to Red Spring training two years ago. Um, and um, he, he was not in a good place uh, mentally. One of my favorite stories I ever had, I'll tell you a quick Bobby Knight story. So the year uh, he leaves Indiana before he's hired by Texas Tech, uh, there was a big Indiana booster who had a home out in Arizona. I was living in Arizona at the time. And uh, back in those days, I don't play golf anymore, but used to play golf back in those days. And so it was Christmas Eve day. Bobby's in town. I talked to him a couple times and said, hey, let's go out and play golf one day. He's like, absolutely, sounds good. So we decided we're going to go play on Christmas Eve morning in Arizona. So I've got one friend of mine who I tell him this is going to happen. But then I have another friend of mine uh, who is a huge Bobby Knight, Indiana basketball fan, whole nine yards, good friend of mine, guy named Mike Walsh. And uh, so I said to Mike, hey, you know, let's go play golf uh, Christmas Eve morning. Says, great. So we get out, we're on the driving range. It's Mike Walsh, another friend of mine, Scott Snyder, and me. And all of a sudden, we're standing there and my buddy's kind of looking off and he stops hitting balls and he's like, man, he says, Is that Bobby Knight over there? And we kind of turn around and, you know, not, not tipping him off, of course. And, uh, and I'm like, right. I'm like, there's no way Bobby Knight's over here. You know, no chance. Well, here comes the general. Comes walking right up. Says, All right, boys, who's my partner today? It ain't Breneman. Who's my guy? And my friend looks at me in a complete state of shock. I said, Coach, this is your partner, Mike Walsh. And I thought the guy was going to literally um, have to change his pants. <laughs> it was it was a great moment, one of those moments in life you just you, you never forget and you're grateful for it. What are some of the other? Uh, How did Mike play? Mike Mike's, Mike's a good player. Okay. And, and Bobby, it was funny. He you know he you get to be a certain age in golf, and I don't like I said I don't play anymore, but you get to be a certain age in golf, and and guys who get a little bit older instead of hitting, you know. Seven irons or nine irons, they start hitting these seven woods and nine woods. So we were getting up on like sixteen or seventeen tight match. And Bobby pulls out some, you know, eight wood or nine wood or something. And and I make some comment, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. A nine wood. Who in the world hits a nine wood? Well he steps up there and whacks it like four feet. And you can only imagine the language that was uh, sprayed around that golf course yeah. about, you can take that nine wood and blankety, blankety, blank. But it was fun. The general. Um, Leif Erickson says, I only read comic books.
1: Thor comic books, to be exact.
0: Oh, th- thank you. Brave New World. That's a good one. Really good one. Um... Boy, uh, Casey, they're killing you for looking up a list. That
2: was my fault. I put Casey they're out on an island. killing I you. I shouldn't. I killed Casey me, there. And I
1: didn't even use like half. I didn't even use most of the books that were on the list. You didn't agree I, with
2: Google's great books list.
1: I did not. I put. <laughs> Friday Night Lights is definitely not ten, <laughs> top 10 books of all time. And neither is The Giver or Fahrenheit 451, which, by the way, Sir Boy, it's about books that are banned. And there's a guy. <laughs> Guy Montag that burns books, and he realizes he shouldn't be burning books. Get him, Casey. So he's like, I, I, I couldn't tell you exactly. It's been like five years since I've read the book, probably longer than that. But it's a good book. I like it. Okay. He realizes he's he shouldn't be burning books. It's a dystopian. I should, Anyways, I should have
0: been a
2: better teammate there, Casey. Yes, should, have should have been a better teammate. You did the exact same. I thing. did. Did I? I may. I'm.
0: I may have used the Google tool.
1: And I love I Spy.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, w- w- when you have to, when you have to go to list on your computer for books, Casey.
3: Hmm.
0: Boy. Maybe you should have pulled up the autobiography of Ryan Tannehill over there. Oh God. You want to do
2: this now? Let's just do this now.
0: You know, look, look. The Bengals have a, a like James just said, everyone knows it. You know, they have got a game to focus on this week. Okay, this is a game they have to win over the Steelers, and we can talk about that game in a minute. But, 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 we said on this program three weeks ago when they went on this little run against these crummy teams they're playing, the Panthers and the Falcons. And, you know, they had the debacle against Cleveland or whatever. But we made the comment on this program a couple weeks ago. For me, still, the game then, the game now, which will determine the fate of the Bengals season if they win this week. They lose this week. I said it already. They're done. D-U-N, done. Stick a fork in them. They're not going to go to the playoffs. Um, it's next weekend. That's a good looking team. That is a good looking team. Yeah.
1: So, first off, if we're going to talk about the Titans at all, that game that Ryan Tannehill played was probably his best game he's ever played. I would agree. Um,
0: I would not if, even have expected him to play that well. And and I and I have told you that I think he is a good solid quarterback.
1: Yeah. And I also want to say if he plays like that the rest of the season, I will eat my words, but he had a lot of help from the team around him. And I get it. Teams are good like you know, you, you, you can't judge a quarterback based off of just how good the team around him is you know it, that's unfair because good teams are good teams that's why they're good it's not all about the quarterback um but man i mean they packers said we are not going to let you beat us by running the football and they died by that and i i respect that so kudos to ryan Tannehill. kudos to the titans for figuring out a game plan The reason why I don't think that's going to work, though, against the Bengals, and we saw it in the playoffs, if DJ Reader is back, like back-back healthy, they're not going to be able to run the football against us, and we're going to be able to play that too high shell and Jesse Bates and Von Bell are going to be able to just have a field day. Um, They're not going to let Ryan Tannehill throw the football like that. And I don't know. I – I am nervous about the game now just because I hope that didn't just start the Titans streak of really good play. They play really well November, December. Um, That's what happened last year. And that's been kind of their forte in the last couple years. Am I right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they're the only team I mentioned in in the monologue. They're the only team in the NFL. The only team that has started now three consecutive seasons, the last three years, seven and three on the year. Now they play in a crummy division. So they get some breaks in that regard. I mean, you know, the, the 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 Colts have been down. Jacksonville's terrible. And um who am I forgetting in that division? Texans? Yeah, I mean, come on. So, I mean, you've got if not six layups, you've got five layups. You might stub your toe somewhere along the line uh, of, of those six games inside your division, but it's not like playing, you know, start looking around. It's not like playing in a lot of other divisions, including the Bengals division, where you're playing the Ravens, Browns, Steelers two times a year.
2: Agreed. Yeah, I, I just – I think when you look at these two divisions and you look at the Titans – I will give Ryan Tannehill credit for what he did last night against the Packers team that Aaron Rodgers looked terrible. Aaron Rodgers looked really, really bad last night in the fourth quarter. I watched the second half. I watched almost all the fourth quarter. I watched a little bit in the third quarter. Um, The Packers had chances last night. They kept hanging around here and there, but
1: boy, oh boy. They got away from the game plan that won them the game against Dallas. They were able to run the football against Dallas – and they weren't able to run the football against the Titans, or they just gave up on it too quickly.
2: Well, I mean, also Aaron Rodgers just overthrowing
0: guys. Well, yeah, yeah. he missed a lot of receivers last night, wide and, open. And, yeah, wide open. And and I'm not ready in any, there. There's no way I'm going to be the guy that sits around here and starts saying that Rodgers is done because I don't believe that. But I I, I am starting to think that his run in Green Bay is coming to an end. They're four and seven now. I heard his press conference after last night. Uh, whether you like Rogers, don't like Rogers, you know the whole vaccine thing and all that. I mean, people get all worked up. Um, but 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 clearly there is is friction there uh, in terms of play calling um, with his head coach, who is a play caller, Matt Lafleur. There uh, is clearly. Um, Even though he was given the big contract, there is clearly friction with Rodgers and the personnel decisions uh, that are being made by ownership or the GM or both about guys they let leave, case in point, Devontae Adams, among others through the years. I mean, back when James Jones was a really good player for them, he wasn't their A receiver, but he was like a Tyler Boyd for them. And they let him walk out the door. Jordy Nelson, they let him walk out the door. Um, Randall Cobb, they let leave, then they bring him back. So, you know, th- th- there's a lot going on there. And I think this is going to be one of the most interesting stories to watch in the NFL um, that, that doesn't necessarily pertain to a playoff team because the Packers aren't going to the playoffs. They're not, they're 4 and 7. You look at their schedule. I mean, next week they're playing Philadelphia on the road. So they they've got games like that uh, the rest of the way, playing a first place schedule, and so they're not going to the playoffs. But what ultimately happens in Green Bay? Does Rogers stay, or do they let him go? Do they start Jordan Love a couple of games this year? There have been there have been. Uh, very prolific uh, NFL writers that have speculated and predicted that if if the Packers reach the point where they are right now, that you might see Love get a start or two before this season is over. And you heard Brian Billick when we asked him about that last week. He said, if you do that, you know you're done with Rodgers forever. and so what does rogers
1: do does he go to another team or does he retire
0: no he'll go to another team
1: well i i just want to bring up his contract which is this was signed march 14th of 2022 Yep. he signed a three-year 150 million dollar extension with a staggering 101 million of it guaranteed that's going to be really hard to get rid of him per se like they, they trading him might be out of the question for some of these teams. I mean, unless he goes to a team with a ton of cap space, which isn't uh, usually a really good team at the time, you know, those are usually teams that are rebuilding. I mean, I just don't – I think they're stuck with Rodgers for the time being. And I don't know what you do. I don't know how the the guaranteed money is structured. I don't know if it was all guaranteed – For this year, or if it's like spread out um, to 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 compensate. Well, I have
0: no doubt. Without looking at it, I have no doubt that a huge chunk of that, precisely for cap reasons, was guaranteed in a signing bonus. Right.
1: Right. And I I don't know if because the way contracts work, the three years might actually be like five years because that. So I don't know like how much of that money they're willing to just say, all right let's move on from Rodgers, let's trade him, or let's – they're definitely not cutting him. Let's get that
0: out of well, the way. Well, you're going to have to, like you talk about, and you make a great point, you're going to have to, if it comes to that, the Packers are going to have to pay some of that salary. Right. In some yeah. form or fashion. And look, I mean, if he's getting paid, what, $40 million, $50 million a year, whatever it is? Yeah, $50 Okay, million whatever years. it is. If he's getting 50 Packers might have to pay 25 That's 25 less than you were going to pay him it's true right
1: yeah right
0: so um i i think everybody understands that if it comes to that and we're not suggesting it's going to come to that although i think it's going to come to that i think rogers is playing somewhere else next year sir boy wonder asked me a minute ago who would that be i have no idea because like you just said i don't know whose cap space is out there I i know one thing knowing rogers and the kind of guy he is and his personality he has played with a chip on his shoulder his entire career about being overlooked in that draft when he was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting thought the 49ers a team he grew up rooting for was going to draft him they didn't they took Alex Smith um boy there's one for the ages and Smith was a good quarterback ain't Aaron Rodgers and uh you know he's always played with his chip on his shoulder and I can promise you uh, if he believes he still has plenty left in the tank, and I think he does, uh, he is going to want to prove to everybody and his brother that he can still play and still win somewhere else besides Green Bay. He's got a lot of Tom Brady in him.
1: So I uh, just did a little quick search. I'm not sure how accurate this is. This is on Sports SportsTrack, um, the NFL cap space for 2023. The top five teams are the Chicago Bears with 100. 15 million cap space. That's the highest. And he's already far. said
0: he's not going there.
1: Okay. Then there's Atlanta Falcons with 70 million, New England with 53 new, the giants with 53 and Seattle with 46. So unless he wants to go to Bill Belichick, which would be kind of interesting. They're Very. Kind of, they're kind of in a quarterback issue right now. Yep. Um, or, or, like the giants well seattle
0: also, would be seattle would be if uh, just looking at those teams from the most intriguing would be as you point out velichick without a doubt yeah but when you consider that Rodgers is from the west coast from northern california uh geno smith this has been an unbelievable ride but he you know if you can have aaron Rodgers or geno smith who you take yeah do you, i'm probably I'm taking, taking aaron Rodgers. it's not a Yes, no, I'm not much, even
1: especially debate. with DK, Rodgers with DK Metcalf like as Tyler Lockett too man that'd be deadly but
0: yeah I mean who, 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 who? Just out of curiosity who are like six seven eight nine on that list
1: yeah so uh Bengals are at six which is good news for us I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that um Houston seven Baltimore eight the Raiders at nine Houston. That would be another interesting He's one. He's not
0: going to Houston. They'll get their <laughs> brains beaten down there.
1: It'd be interesting to see him in the Raiders just to get back with Devontae and see if the magic's still there. Other than that, I mean, there's the Colts. I, the Colts don't have a lot of money, though. It's $25 million, And at that point, you're starting to get to the point where you're not going to have any more acquisitions after that. Um, so – Either it's to me the only teams that make sense for Rodgers is Seattle, Raiders, Patriots, and maybe the Falcons. And that's that's a that's a push on the Falcons because you know, I, yeah. I don't think he's gonna want to. I don't think he's want to go no. to a team like that. No. I mean, they've got some guys like Kyle Pitts and the Drake London, but I think they've definitely transitioned into a run heavy first team. So. What do you think, Paul? What, what
2: Rogers going to Las Vegas would fit right in, yeah. just the the culture, the the black and silver, the the Raiders, Devonte Adams. I'm not saying he's doing it, but man, it culturally it would fit in.
1: Was it Plunkett? Who yep. yeah Plunkett? Wasn't he a, like
0: yep. a yep. gunslinger type? Yep, yep. He kind of got near the end, and and everybody kind of said, you know, he's 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 done up there in New England. Him and Randy Vitaha and all them had it going on. And then, uh, you know, they bring him there. Uh, John Madden, the head coach. Of course, they, they had great players all over. I mean, golly, day. those were some unbelievable Raiders teams. That's when it was fun to watch the Raiders. That whole thing is such a mess now. It's unbelievable.
1: I don't understand what's going on with them.
0: Well, you know, the owner comes out and backs uh, Josh McDaniels. Wow. And Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. Both came out uh, praising the owner for backing McDaniels. Wow. I don't know. I mean, McDaniels, you know, he went out there with, uh, I mean, hell, that guy won a playoff game with Tim Tebow a quarterback at Denver. A and he gets run and uh, goes back to New England passes up lord knows how many chances to be a head coach thought the raider thing was a good fit looked like it would be a good fit maybe it still will be a good fit i'm not going to say it won't be for the long haul but we're about to find out um are we
1: ready to move on to steelers
0: all right we're ready to move on to steelers let's take a break we're going to move on to the steelers we're going to talk about that game a little bit uh we talk about uh some of the college football coming up this weekend Uh, we have confirmed that this, if, and it's always if, I've been around the block enough to know, just like you guys, you you can't count on anything, okay? Michigan and Ohio State both have games to play this weekend. Michigan's playing Illinois. That's in Ann Arbor. Ohio State's going on the road. To Maryland. Maryland's not a bad team. Um, But both big favorites. A week from Saturday. Ohio State v. Michigan. In Columbus. Numbers two and three in the country going toe to toe. And who knows? I said to my son last night. If Georgia somehow, someway would be shocked and fall to Kentucky this week, you would then have number one against number two in Columbus, Ohio next week.
2: Kentucky has looked bad.
0: I know that. And I'm not predicting that will happen. Georgia's look great, but I'm just saying you're either gonna have number two, number three, or you could have number one, number two in Columbus next week if they both win this weekend. Urban Meyer. Will be joining us uh, for the big interview this coming Wednesday. Looking forward to that. He never lost to Michigan. Not one time in all his years with the mighty Buckeyes. Never lost to Michigan. Ohio State lost last year to Michigan. All right, we'll take a break. Let's talk about Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. All right, welcome back to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. Uh, did, did I just hear that I missed a story? Uh, and we talked about it a little bit this week. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it right now. In fact, uh, I don't want to spend any time on it right now. But, but um, one of our viewers, who is this? Um, USA veteran, we salute you, my friend. Thank you for your service uh apparently rod manfred denies pete rose again is that accurate Casey, you have that story in front of you i missed that
1: yeah so i'm just reading an article from cbs sports that says um on thursday manfred was asked about rose's latest bid on the hall of fame consideration and his reply was i believe that when you bet on baseball from major league baseball's perspective you belong on a permanently ineligible list when I dealt with the issue the last time he applied for reinstatement, I made clear that I didn't think the function of that baseball list was the same as the eligibility criteria for the Hall of Fame. That remains my position. I think it's a conversation that really belongs on the Hall of Fame board. I'm not. I'm on that board. It's just not appropriate for me to get in front. Okay,
0: so what basically he is saying there, and please don't misunderstand this here, if I understand it, but I, I know a little bit about how this thing is, what he's basically saying is, he's not going to reinstate Pete Rose off the permanently banned list, meaning he cannot be back involved with baseball again. So he can't go back and become a general manager or somebody wanted him to manage or be a hitting instructor or whatever, roving minor league instructor. And Pete would do all those jobs. He loves the game that much. If I hear that correctly, because you did say if I heard you right there, Casey, that, that that he's that he has nothing to do with the Hall of Fame ballot part, right? Except he is on the Hall of Fame board.
1: Uh yeah. So yes, that is correct. Okay.
0: So that, that's what that means. Um, before we get into the Bengals, hey, big-time high school football round here tonight. Huge, We've huge. been running some of those documentaries that uh, Chatterbox such, does such a phenomenal job on. Uh, you know, uh, it's not sitting here rooting for either team, but Chatterbox has had a fantastic relationship with Lakota West for a long, long time. Uh, they've just been very open in, in letting us come in there and to do games and all that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, Tom Bolden left uh, Colerain to go to Lakota West. He's been building this thing up for this kind of game. Yeah. And tonight, Lakota West undefeated on the year after just drilling Elder last week. Uh, dominant performance, multiple players on that defense going major D1, couple of Ohio State guys on that team that play in the secondary. Uh, but they're going to play the team that, by and large, even though Moeller's lost one game, that was against the team that's ranked number one in the state, and they lost by one point. Uh, they're going to play Moller and Jordan Marshall tonight at Princeton High School. Uh, trip to the state Final Four on the line tonight. Lakota West V. Mo. thoughts if any.
2: I hosted the uh, Firebird Coaches Show with Tom Bolden on Monday night, and just the energy around the game and the crowd that was there at the Coaches Show, the players, the energy from Bolden. You know that this is a game that Lakota West and Tom Bolden have been thinking about for a year since they lost to Mueller last year in the postseason. It's a game that you circle. You go through the summer. You work so hard. You do all this in the heat, then in the cold then through the season, and if you're Lakota West, they're not going to admit it, they're not going to say it, but you play your whole season for this game. Yeah. You play your whole season, and if you look at the bracket, you never want to overlook people, right? But just as an outsider, right? I don't have any stake in either team in this game. If you look at the bracket, if well, either team really, whoever wins this game, should be able to make the state final. then from there it's a toss-up who comes from the other side of the bracket
0: cleveland cleveland yeah yeah
2: but this is a this is a huge game for both teams obviously it's going to be the best game in the state tonight and princeton high school is going to be oh man i mean
0: and man it's going to be freezing cold (laughs) gosh i mean it is really cold today classic football weather although the sun has come out all the uh, the gray is gone uh, which of course uh, when it's clear it, it tends to be even colder it's very windy today wonder what kind of effect that will have on the game bolden's kids a quarterback Yep, mitch right yep yeah uh and and uh moeller has the best running back in the state in in jordan marshall one of the top many believe top five top 10 junior running backs in the country being recruited by everybody um it's going to be a great game. Uh, you also have my alma mater, the Anderson formerly known as the Redskins, now the Raptors. Came as an eight seed. Playing tonight against Kings for a trip to the Final Four. Hmm. Anderson, one of those teams that never punts. Oh, I love it. They never punt. That's they exciting. score like 40, 50 a game. They've given up a ton through the years, but here they are. They got it going on. They're the most fun offensive team to watch uh, in, in our area. I'm not saying they're the best, they're the most fun team to watch. Wenton Woods was knocked off last week by Kings. Kings has a big time program, they're building up there. You've got Wyoming still left, undefeated.
2: Wyoming. Top ranked
0: team in the state.
2: Wyoming's always got a good C.
0: program. CJ Hester. Can't believe that guy's not going to Ohio University. I, I just can't believe it. Uh, going to another school in the MAC. And, and, and after OU, I mean, is there any other school in the MAC? And then um, you've got Hamilton Baden, undefeated, ranked right? number one in the state, right?
2: Read Mouse's guys.
0: Read Mouse's guys. Uh, am I forgetting anybody else in our area playing tonight? I know Madeira lost last week.
2: Edgewood lost last week. Okay. Um, Reed would know better than I would. I've been looking at the chat. I don't see. Uh, I th- it's really it's it's Weston Moeller tonight, Tom.
0: It is. It is. Oh, by the way, uh, Reed reminds me that Moeller's quarterback is a freshman. Do you know that? Starting quarterback yeah. for for as they call themselves, the Mighty Men of Mo. And don't act like you don't have some skin in this game. You are a GCL guy. You said last week you were rooting for both Moeller and Elder to be playing in this game this week. I mean, you said that last week. I mean, Casey, true like, or false?
1: He did. He did say that. I mean, like, I didn't. You go- said it.
0: So don't act like you don't have any skin in a game. You got right. skin in a game. All right. All right. I'm, might, I'm, I'm taking, skin, I'm taking West skin. in this game. All right. Uh, But anyway, uh, I I think it's pronounced uh, Ponatosky or Ponatosky, their quarterback at Moeller. He's a Hamiltonian from right here in Hamilton. Played baseball at Westside Little League. Um, Okay, let's get to the Bengals. We got our picks coming up in about 12 minutes. I got to tell you, um, I think the Bengals come out and take it to them. I think that they, they had the bye week. I think that they oftentimes when you have the bye week, you have, it's a time of reflection a little bit on where you are, where you think you're going. You're not scrambling around to try to get ready for another game seven days later. You've had two weeks off. Uh, you can heal people up. They're getting people back. Um, I think they go in there and just take it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thoughts?
1: Well, just to respect the chat again, I'm not going to make a numbers prediction. Um, why not? I, I, I won't Are make a prediction. Are you backing
0: down now? From no, I mean, what is no, no. going on over there? This is, this there? is sad. I said a sad. numbers
1: prediction, guys. I will say that you got to take them seriously, and that's why I think that they're going to handle business. I think they're going to go out there and show why they're the better team. I think they do come out with a win, but I, I'm not going to say they're going to dominate. I'm just going to say that they're going to prove why they're the better team. That's what I'm going to say about it. And this uh, week, ah, what is wrong Lord. with the
0: It's what's oh. wrong with my take? It's it's just, you know, it's it's. What's the word that was made uh, politically uh, waffling? Politically waffling. <laughs> Am I right or wrong, Paul? Yeah. It's sad. It's sad how the mighty have fallen.
2: You used to be so strong and so devout. Paul, your you're
0: just a guy who was just not owning up to the GCL thing. I mean, so I so why are you pointing fingers at him? I'm from Northern Virginia. I understand that, but you're still, Yeah, yeah come on. Come on! I mean, did I have family that went oh, to Molar? Oh, you Xavier sure, but... guys! You're all—even if you're from Timbuktu, you're all falling in the camp of the GCL guys. I mean, you are, and you admitted uh... it last week. So stand by it. Does that mean you're rooting for Molar tonight, even though you just did the Tom Bolden show?
2: Yeah, I, 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 I don't care who wins tonight. I really don't. Okay. I really don't.
0: All right. So, what are your thoughts, Paul, on the Bengals this week?
2: Uh. I'm with you, Tom. I I think the Bengals roll this week. I, I I really do. I think the I think that the Bengals roll this week. I think that they have they have the 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 season set out in front of them. That they they're coming off the bye week. They know what they have to do in a game like this. Where, as I said the other day, when the Bengals have their backs against the wall, when they've had their backs against the wall uh, last season, now this year in a couple of games where we've deem them must wins I think that the Bengals have come out and played well when they've had to uh they had a tough start to the year but when they've actually had to go out and win games they've done that um I, and I just think the Bengals roll this week I really do
0: you know I I think that uh, I think that that, that we're going to start seeing Mixon become a big part of this team um For those that were wondering, you know, is he done? Is he lost a step? All those kinds of things. And I know he ran crazy against Carolina, and Carolina is awful. They are terrible. Um, And and go figure. You know, the next week they turn around and beat the Atlanta Falcons. What does that say about the Falcons? So, you know, the games of Bengals have looked their best. We documented it this year. Have been the Saints, the Panthers, and uh, Carolina. Uh, Those three teams really stink. I mean, if if you had a stink list and you had a lower level below stink, like really stink, (laughs) all three of those teams would be on that list. All right. But I still think that this offensive line that they brought in, I still think this group is a better run-blocking group than pass-blocking group. They have improved tremendously in pass-blocking. They gave up 13 sacks the first two games. I know they've had a game here, uh, moments there, uh, but they have gotten a lot better as the season has gone on pass blocking. Now, they are facing a very solid pass rushing defense this week, the kind that has given them problems, including the team they're playing Sunday in the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've talked about T.J. Watt being back. We, we, we've talked about the other guys on that defensive line that can give you some trouble, which is why, and I, I'll probably end up being wrong, they'll probably come out and throw the ball 21 times in their first 24 plays, but I still think you have got to continue to prod and prod and prod and run the ball. It's time to start setting a tone for who this team is going to be. What are they going to be? As great as Higgins and Boyd are, they are not the same team throwing the football without Jamar Chase there.
1: Agreed. I'll, I'll tell. I'll give my fans in the chat.
0: You're losing the, so fans by the I, second. Every day. I'd be very careful like with that, that kind that. of jargon. Because you are it's, being called a flip-flopper, no backbone. Tomas checks in. Anonymous says light Casey up. So go ahead, Casey. Your fans are waiting.
1: Yeah. So if they come out and they run the ball, they have a balanced attack. They will dominate the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they go out there and they try to throw the ball 17 times, they will lose. And it's not going to be pretty. So Zach Taylor, please run the football and run it very effectively. You got to pull out all the stops for this defense. Because we're sick and tired of you just doing whatever you think you can do to try to win games by oh let, let's let's have Joe Burrow cook when it's one of the best freaking pass rushers in the whole league and you don't run the ball in one of the worst defenses run stopping. Come on now, let let's let's show them what we can be, be balanced run it down their throat, and throw it over the top when they start loading up the box. That's the way we're going to win this game. That's okay. the way we're going to win the rest of the season. Yeah, actually, if you go look on uh, our Chatterbox Twitter, I actually predicted that we might win every single game the rest of the way. Who did? I did. We'll win every single game no, the, rest no, of the no, season. No, 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 no.
0: The key word in that sentence that you mm-hmm. just said is we... The Bengals. M- 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 the Bengals. No, we, mm, uh, not we will. We, mm, my, might, 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 we will. <laughs> if that isn't the ultimate waffling word, I don't know what is.
2: No, they're not. They're going to lose the last game because they'll be sitting their starters again.
1: Good point. Good point, Paul.
0: But- Neither one of you believes that. No, there seriously. is no way either one of you they, truly believes they are going to win the rest of their games. No, if they. With if, the schedule that they have, you're telling me you both. I want you on the record. Yeah. I don't want any mites. Are you telling me you think the Bengals, Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Ravens, Titans, New England, Cleveland, you're telling me you think. They're going to win every game. That means their record, uh, help me out here, they have five wins and they have how many games left? Eight. Eight games. Eight, right? They get to yeah, you're 12. telling me 12 and 5. They they're going 12 and five. 12 and 5. And they sit, no, no, no. They wouldn't no, be 12 be and 5. No, would be 13 and, 13 and 4. Yep.
2: No, no. They lose the last game because they're sitting their starters. Oh, okay. Okay. okay all so right, 12 okay, and 5, right.
1: they lose. Okay. Yes. And th- this is how they'll do it. And this is the only way i'm going to actually secure this this sort of bet that i'm making here if joe mixon has 20 rushes every single game from here on out they will win every single game if he has 20 rushes or more guaranteed
2: paul i can't give this take with a straight face i tried i real i really tried (laughs) You want to That's make a pre- are you in the That's prediction
0: business fall about, I mean, with the games they have left,
2: I, I will say of the seven, eight games, they have left yeah, eight, they games, have eight games. I will say five and three.
0: All right. So again, but 10 wins and probably gets them in the play.
2: Yeah. I, I say five. And, and you three. know what? I, you know,
0: we thought early on that uh, the 10 wins was going to get you in, you know, the, the, the thing is it has changed. And somebody, by the way, uh, I want to thank you for – this was very early in the program when I was making reference to the guys I was listening to very late at night last night uh, on the radio. Uh, it's, a, it's a great uh, – the guy's really good. But somebody put their name in there.
2: Oh, yes, uh, way, way back up. I know who who they were talking about, and I can't remember who they said. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah.
0: Anyway, they, they were talking. Freddie about, and Fitzsimmons. Yes, Freddie. Yeah, that that guy. I really like him a lot. Um, and and I, I can't remember what is. It's Freddie. Um,
2: I got to go back and look it up. I know the <laughs> Why show. Why am I
0: drawing a blank on his last name? Um, anyway, but but you know when you start looking at the AFC and they were talking about this here last night. You know you have. Already, all these teams that are sitting with six wins or more in the AFC. Now, I know the Bengals have five, but you've already got the Chiefs, the Bills, the Titans, the Ravens, the Jets, uh, Miami, I said them. I mean, you've got six teams that already are sitting with six wins on the year now the jets the patriots who have won five and the dolphins all have another circle uh, playing you know inside their division but i don't know i don't know if 10 anymore guarantees you get in
1: i don't think it does not with their divisional record or the conference record yeah the way both. It is.
0: yeah conference starting first yeah
1: i i i really think they got to win at least 11 to make it in i really do sounds like we got to go six and two against these b-list
2: teams you just listed off
0: yeah all those stiffs all those teams that i just mentioned half of them you're playing all these clown shows kansas city you know what i didn't realize last night until i heard this again i should have known this and we we've talked about how well the guy's playing and how well they're playing do you realize that tua is 7-0 this year in games he has started and finished. That's a Dolphins record in games that he has started and finished. He started the Bengals game, did not finish. They lost. The two games he was out concussed, they lost two of those games. They are 7-0 and in games that Tua has started and finished. So you've got to play Kansas City, Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo, New England. Five of those teams. And then you throw in Tampa Bay. But five of those teams are all in front of you right now in the AFC playoff picture. So, will the mighty Cincinnati Bengals, will they show up Sunday and try to at least for one day, exercise the demons known as the Pittsburgh Steelers? Or will they go to Pittsburgh and do what they've done so many, many times before? And lay an egg. Picks in a minute, boys. It's time for picks after this commercial timeout. All right, welcome back to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. Uh, For those of you that are just joining us for the first time, and uh, we continue to get uh, many of you uh, that that are repeat visitors and and, and viewers and listeners to the program, but um, we also welcome uh, some of our newbies, so to speak, Freddie Coleman. Thank you very much, Anonymous, and Ian Fitzsimmons. But Freddie Coleman, I really like that guy a lot. So what we're doing is here is we have our picks every single week, and whoever has the best record at the end of the year will have $1,000 donated to his or her favorite charity. So that's where we stand right now. we got to lose the Brandon thing because it's old news now. It, It belongs to Paul. He's in front. I'm bringing up the rear. K sandwiched in the middle. But, fellas, now we're, we're at the time, uh, especially, I'm sitting six back but but closing fast. Casey is three back and fading fast. Um, so Brandon, Brandon is gone. Um, Paul's coming off a couple of big weeks. What you, the last couple of weeks, you're what, 16 and four? Is that 16 right? 16 and four. I mean, that's getting it done. Yep. That is getting it done. Some legit work he's doing here. Yes, it is. Okay, let's get Brian. it started, fellas. Here we go. We're starting in what? College football. College football. We start up north. Ugh. You know what? From now on, they're always last. Okay? Always uh, last? Okay. Always last. Oh, I, I put... Not next week, they're not. But from now on, they're always last. Oh, I, I saved the best for last for well, you. Okay, if you want to look at it that way, that's fine. Um, you know, Illinois is an interesting team. Brett Bielema comes in there. We know his reputation back in his Wisconsin days, goes down to Arkansas. Didn't work out so well. He gets back into the head coaching ranks. He goes to Illinois where it, it's been a black hole at Illinois. And, and it's really mystifying because there's so many great athletes in Chicago. Most of them uh, in and around the state of Illinois in, in in two, three decades have been leaving to go play somewhere else. Ohio State, Michigan, you know, wherever else. Um and Bielema starts this year. They lose a game early, but then they rip off. I think at one point they were 6-1. and one. They were ranked in the top 25. They were running the ball 35, 45 times a game. Bielema, protege of Barry Alvarez at Wisconsin. But now all of a sudden, these last two weeks, I mean, they get killed by a very average, if not below average, Michigan State team. Then they lose again last week, I think it was Purdue, tight game. Uh, And now they're going to play, without a doubt, one of the best teams in the country, that team up north, who is favored in this one by 18. And I think knowing what we know, playoff implications on the line, all those kinds of things, along with a great head coach, pains me to say it because it is the Wolverines, but Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, and he will have them ready to go. Michigan will cover the 18.
1: Yeah, I also um, I'm struggling a bit to pick against Michigan here. They're two really good defensive teams. Um, I think Michigan has probably the better athletes. I mean, obviously they have the better athletes. They're a bigger program. Um, yeah, I think Michigan will cover. It's going to be close though. I don't think I don't think they're going to like. Well, Blow them out. I don't think it's going to be 10 to 50. I think it's actually going to be a really close cover.
2: 10 to – oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I thought I, you meant I, a, I was like, that's a crazy – I see I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Casey here and you guys. We're all on Michigan. A lot of M's there. All right,
0: next one. The Horn Frogs. Coming off a huge win at Texas last week. Huge win Um, for for TCU every game when you're undefeated. And and let's face it, uh, barring, you know, uh, scenarios which which not even uh, a Stephen King imagination could come up with. TCU is going to have to win out uh, to get into the college football playoff. For those of us in this part of the country, uh, I've only known it just the last couple of years, TCU's biggest rival by far is Baylor. Uh, Only a couple of hours apart, both private schools, um, you know, both good football programs have for a long, long time. Huge expectations from Baylor when this season began, especially considering the way it ended last year. New Year's Six Bowl game, won that game. Uh, It's not played out that way. Baylor was humiliated last week by the team, and I keep talking about nobody's going to want to play this team, and that's Kansas State. Um, But Baylor's at home. Uh, Students will be out for uh, Thanksgiving break, I'm assuming. Uh, But, you know, it's such a big metroplex and then beyond down into Waco that I'm sure it'll still be a huge crowd down there. But TCU favored by two and a half. I got to take the Horn Frogs all right Casey
1: yeah I hate that's a strong word I I dislike going against a team that's been doing so hot and has been on the roll but I gotta say TCU loses this game against Baylor Baylor's got a decent defense (laughs) I guess um there's just a lot of momentum here for TCU. I'm expecting an upset. I think they're going to be riding high against t- their win against Texas, which was probably their biggest game of the season. Um, that's the only other reason, though. And Baylor has been a kind of a nightmare for TCU. So
2: I tried to call my shot early last week. Texas not back. That was a bad game. T- that was TCU the entire way. Terrible game for the Longhorns. Gonna try it again this week. I think Baylor gets it done. Wow! Um, I I, wow. I think I might have been don't a week early. Don't ever wear the
0: TCU sweatshirt. I think again. I might
2: have been a week early.
0: Don't ever wear it again.
2: I'll wear it on Monday when they nope. win. Nope. And nope. And I'll be in here. Nope. Your with kind. the purple, we don't on. need
0: hanging around. You gotta give it to. Yeah,
2: and you know, it's what's funny about this is I keep going back and forth on whether the whole national narrative. It's funny the last four or five weeks listening to the national narrative on TCU because. It really wasn't until the last week, and and to be quite honest, Tom, I don't even necessarily. I, I do think that this is a close game. There's a there's a chance here that TCU squeaks this out, maybe by a, a field goal or less. If this line, we have it at two and a half, um, but if this line gets up at three, three and a half, that this could be you know maybe a field goal game for TCU. What, what, what's the money doing win? in this game? But that's what I was just about to get to. Seventy eight percent of the bets are on TCU in this game, but the majority of the money, 54%, is on Baylor. Okay. So the, okay. the Sharps are on Baylor. Might have been a week early on, on my ba- on my TCU fade. Uh, definitely was a week early. Uh, if, if TCU wins this one, then they just keep rolling. And you know what? Good for TCU that they keep in the face of everybody across the country that every single week says, oh, well, this is the week, including myself last week and now this week. They just keep getting it done. But I'm but you're picking, picking
0: against him. I'm, so. I'm
2: picking Baylor to cover, not necessarily to win. I'm picking them to cover. Two and a half.
0: Okay. Um, by the way, uh, A.J. writes in, says, give me the frogs all day, says two and a half is a steal. But uh, A.J. said Waco, Texas, is a miserable town. Uh, A.J., uh, couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, I thought the same thing. Uh, And now that that couple that's all over television. Yeah,
2: Chip and Joanna Gaines. Magnolia,
0: right? Come on. Uh, We were down there on a college visit not too long ago. I got to tell you, um, if I had to put in $10 million, if I had it, into any town in Texas right now where you're buying low uh, and and what might be coming, uh, I'm telling you, the very face of Waco, Texas is starting to change. And all the companies in America are moving down there uh okay what else we got two more college
2: games uc temple
0: <sighs> Boy, you know t- to me this is a t- i mean i keep right on picking uc and i'm going to pick them again this week uh and and i give luke fickle all the credit in the world uh, this what this guy's done at this program is unbelievable uh it's unfair to compare this team to last year's team um but Gosh, did they look – it was ugly last week. It it was really ugly. Uh, If they can't run the ball and they're relying on throwing the ball, they're in big trouble. But Temple stinks. So I'm going with UC to cover this. Okay.
1: Well, uh, I've been fading the UC games pretty much all season long. Going to continue to do it. I'm taking Temple on this one. They just always seem to keep games close. Yeah. They never put away their opponent like they should, and this is going to be one of those games where they just can't do it. At minus 17, I'm feeling pretty good about Temple.
2: UC's had a great season record-wise. They have not had a great season against the spread. They just haven't been able to put teams away late. Saw that late last week against East Carolina. I think Temple, as much as this pains me to say, because Temple is so bad, and UC should be able to run away with this. It's been too profitable fading you see this year, and I'm not going to stop now. I'm with you, Casey.
0: Tell you what, boys, we, we, we got a chance for a little bit of either losing a lot of ground or gaining a well, lot of
2: ground. Well, you, you, you and I do. Casey and I are the same on all but one pick. So yeah. so I'm
0: saying. This yeah. could be a big week for the Brenneman camp Yeah, or a really bad week. For the Brennan. this camp. is this
2: is going to be a separating week, one way or the other. It is, yeah. It is. All Although right.
0: Well, we've got a full NFL season and bowl games and everything, so you know, don't get down and out quite yet. Um, we got two more college games left. Uh, Three. I, I misread. We have
2: this one and then two more. Okay. I so we the have
0: uh, you know um, the pillow fight. USC <laughs> number seven at number sixteen. UCLA, um, just too much talent on SC's team. Um, even though they lost their star running back. And you know that USC has really good backup running backs, but it was a shame. I, I hate to see, I mean, I kid around a lot, but hate, hate to see any kid, um, anybody get hurt. Uh, and they lost their star tailback for the season last week. Uh, but I think the Trojans go to the Rose Bowl uh, and they're giving UCLA two. Uh, I think UCA, USC covers
1: Well, I think that if UC wants a chance to sneak in there with Lincoln Riley in the playoffs, they got to win this game. And that might be the only reason why I picked them. I think also USC just probably has the better athletes. And this has been just a crazy season for UCLA. Um, I think this is where it ends for them. USC gets it done.
2: The tinfoil hat in the back of my brain just keeps thinking that the Pac-12 is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they have a shot at the postseason this year. The conspiracy theorist that's just, you know, edging back there, way back here, doesn't think that USC is going to be able to lose this game. I think that USC rolls in this one.
0: Okay. Okay, straight across the board. Two more college games to go. 22 and a half. Kentucky is coming off. Really, it's worst loss in the Stoops era. Uh, not only who they lost to in Vanderbilt last week, but the way they lost that game. Uh, I have a couple of really good friends of mine who are UK guys, and they, they were just in shock uh, about the way that thing ended last week. Georgia, number one ranked team in the country. They're going to be in the college football playoff outside of losing this game and, and another game, uh, and that's not going to happen. But I think the Wildcats cover here. I think wow. UK covers in this game. So I'm going with Kentucky to cover at 22 and a half.
2: Wow. What a pick. Yeah, that's... You and I are going to – we're going to walk in here on Monday morning and one of us is going to be real happy and one of us is going to be real sad.
0: I assume that means you're taking Casey Georgia.
1: I'm taking Georgia Georgia. Uh... 22-and-a-half spread is nothing, I think, and UK has just been kind of waffling out of their uh, chances of doing anything this season. No so, doubt about that. Um, maybe Will Levis is not as good as we think.
2: I'm sticking with Georgia. For some reason, the draft stock on Will Levis really hasn't changed all that much. The draft, everybody in the draft is still real high on Will Levis, but there's there's just complete disarray about Kentucky right now the program is not looking good after uh, losing to Vandy last week I mean how do you lose to Vandy that was a terrible terrible loss for a Kentucky team that was hoping to contend in the SEC this year you know in preseason Uh, I think Georgia wins this by a billion I don't think this one I think this is this is a disaster this could be a this could be a disaster is this a safety issue for UK? Oh, I think it's bad. Okay. Safety issue. Come
0: on. <laughs> Come on. All right. And last, but certainly uh, no, no, second no. to last. We, we had, had way more. more Number cup. Five, we had Tennessee more. Yeah. at South Carolina. South Carolina is another really weird team. Uh, they, they had gotten on a nice roll there. Uh, they got the Rattler kid right at quarterback. Uh, you know, they, they were starting to play quite well. And then, I mean, they just get completely massacred last week in Florida. I thought I read where they gave up like 438 yards of rushing offense in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Tennessee is going to just light them up. Tennessee covers 22 and a half. Okay, Casey.
1: Yeah, I also agree with you, Tom. Uh, they're definitely going to cover this one. Tennessee has just been it, I mean they're scoring 50 points a game it feels like. So I don't think South Carolina has a chance in this one. Tennessee on to the next.
0: Okay.
2: Last college game for real this time.
0: The mighty Ohio State University Buckeyes. They've won every game this year by double digits. They're the only team of the major college football powers that can make that statement. 10-0 um, are the Bucks. They go to Maryland. Maryland's not a bad team. Maryland's not a bad team at all. Well, you guys come walking in the door and you I mean, you, what do you got going on over there?
5: That's all me. Rookie move. I'm a rookie.
0: Boy, a rookie. That, that really is a rookie move. We've it got, took him two uh, weeks Fox to figure lunch out coming the, up here in a minute.
4: Slamming the door, shakes the camera, and now he comes in here with the program, yeah. blasting. Yeah. Jeez, all right. Louise. You 27 got to and
0: play. a half. The Mighty Bucks cover this. All right. They gotta get healthy, though. I mean, they gotta get healthy. Ryan Day said in his press conference on Monday, you know, they're down to their third-string tailback. Travion Henderson, first-team All-America pick before the season started, has really played in only about two-thirds of the games. Kid out of Winton Woods, Mayan Williams, becoming this big star. Uh, he gets hurt last week. Ryan Day is asked, uh, what's the deal, along with another kid who's hurt. He says two of the three will be back. Doesn't say which, which two of the three they gotta have Williams and Henderson back ready to go by Michigan next week. But first things first, Bucks cover.
1: Yeah, uh, Bucks cover. Um, as much as I do like Maryland, I just don't think uh, twenty-seven and a half is not enough. Um, this Ohio State team is just too good. So,
0: Bucks big on the NFL. Should be noted, Maryland game Michigan, the toughest game Michigan has had this year. That's true. Right. That, that, was, that was a tight one into the fourth quarter, and that was at Michigan. Maryland at home this week. All right, NFL. This game now in Detroit because of all that snow. By the way, did you see that radar picture? Yes. Yeah. Yes. For those of you at home, you got to check it out. I mean, it's it's like, are you kidding? They showed the radar sitting over western New York. It looks almost identical to the Bills logo.
4: Yeah,
1: i I actually sent it to <laughs> I actually sent it to Paul. Yep. Yesterday, I sent it to him as a tweet. I actually will pull it up here in like two seconds. If
0: it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it really is cool when you put you put them side by side to really appreciate it. But uh, anyway, seven and a half Buffalo. Now that game uh, on the turf. In Indianapolis, take a look at this real quick. Punch it up there, Case. Look at that. Can you believe that? <laughs> that's a sign. I mean, even the colors are the same. That—that's a sign that they should have stayed in Buffalo. Yeah, it would have been fun to watch. That's right there. That would have been. That's cool. I mean, well, yeah. Hey, hey. look. You know the old blind acorn deal, right? Blind <laughs> squirrel and the acorn. All right, I'm going with uh, the Brownies. Oh God, to cover. <laughs>
1: Don't do it, Tom. Seven and a half. It's already up there. They stink. (sighs) All right.
0: Brownies to cover.
1: I'm taking Buffalo. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Yeah. The Browns
2: stink. In a dome in Detroit now. I'm taking Buffalo too. I was
1: worried about this game in, in Buffalo. But if now it's in a dump, forget
0: about it. You know, I did not realize, good friend of mine, Jeff Gibson, who had chimed in here on the, uh, the, 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 the program, uh, did you know that the Bills are playing in Detroit on Thanksgiving? Oh, I didn't.
1: What? The...
0: I think they play there on Thanksgiving Day.
1: Huh. So they can just stay there.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that was his point. Why not just stay? And I'll bet you they thought about that. Maybe they didn't. All right. <laughs> Panthers v. Ravens, no-brainer. 13. Ravens all over the stinking Panthers.
1: Casey? Yeah. uh, I'm also taking Baltimore on this one. Um, Panthers defense stinks, uh, unlike what I thought a couple weeks ago.
0: Ravens. Okay. Next up. Jets-Pats. The Jets have lost 13 in a row. Bill Belichick had the week off last week in the Patriots. But I think there's something different about the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. This has to come to an end sooner or later. Three and a half to spread. I'm taking the New York Jets.
1: That streak is not ending anytime soon with Zach <laughs> okay. Wilson at quarterback. Are you kidding me?
0: I got to do Golly, something to make up some ground here.
1: A Patriots all the way, man. Come on.
0: All right. Tom,
2: I'm with you. You're oh, kidding yes. me. Golly I'm guys. with you. I'm with you. That's
1: terrible.
2: I'm with you. I think I like Zach Wilson. I'm riding well, the I'm Jets. not going
0: that far. I like, <laughs> I, I tell you what. I, like, I, <laughs> I, I tell you oh, one please. thing I do like, and again, I keep getting back to last night. I mean, I, I was sitting in there in that parking lot for almost an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, I love Zach Wilson's confidence. I don't know if he's any good or not. But, I mean, in a town like New York, for him to come out and, and basically take on these media guys head-on that are questioning not whether or not he's a franchise guy or any good or all this kind of stuff, he's not backing down anybody. And uh, he says he's going to play good this weekend. I sure hope so. All for right. Sake. Two more. Well, you don't hope so. <laughs> Paul, explain this one to me. Okay, I'm taking Minnesota. I- I- explain to me... How Dallas is favored in this game. Yeah, uh, I'm serious about this.
2: I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, it's 425. I mean, that's the there only could game. be
0: something to that.
2: That's legitimately why I picked this game. I will not lie to you. I have not watched barely <laughs> any of the Cowboys this year, except for when they played the Bengals. I've watched some Vikings because they've played at 425 and they've been in the regional window a couple of times. Or they played at one, I mean. Uh, Casey, you go first. But
1: well, Tom, you got to still make your pick. I made my pick. I'm taking.
0: Oh, Minnesota. He's taking, the, Vikings. Oh, he's taking the Vikings. I'm taking Minnesota.
1: Okay. I am taking the Cowboys. Um, it I was actually kind of a toss-up, but once I realized it was 425, that's an easy, easy pick for me to make. You, <laughs> you mean I'm the same the Cowboys.
0: Cowboys last week who played at 425 in Green Bay? 325, no, 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 no. The, technically. It's and Kirk Cousins. I know that. But I'm saying the team they're playing against had a two-touchdown lead in Green Bay last week yeah. and decided it was a really good idea to start slinging it around. Let's don't run the ball, which got us a two-touchdown lead. Let's start throwing the ball. You know, burn four seconds here. Burn seven seconds there. Make sure that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers can get the ball back. Good idea. Really good. Well... well uh... Uh... Zeke <laughs> Elliott is he, oh, wait, it's also back. <laughs> you, we're, all, yeah, we're moving. I mean, the Cowboys. You can have the Cowboys. Who are you taking? I'll take the Cowboys. You got them. <laughs> you got them. This is the matchup of two quarterbacks that have a lot to prove. They got a lot to prove. Yep. Because when you look at I mean, I don't understand why everybody gets so excited about Dak Prescott. I, I just don't get it. Ben uh, Bengalis. <clears throat> Let's Here just, we go. I'm taking the Bengals. Oh, you're
1: taking the Bengals. Well, minus four. I'm also taking my Bengals.
2: Of course you are. And I'm taking the Bengals. <laughs> of course you are.
0: Homer, show.
1: You got the you got the
0: Steelers we, colors on, Casey. It's great Homer I show. Was
1: supporting my my Norse. The Norse for another day. I just wanted to wear. More Love the heels. Norse.
0: Love the Norse. Love the Norse. Love, Love the coach. We're gonna have him on this you're gonna see him a lot this year. Cause that guy can talk. He's smart, good coach, winning games. We like him. Can't get the highfalutin guys on though. All <laughs> the pull that Paul has down there with Sean Miller. We having- Wes Miller over in <laughs> you know, oh, no. <laughs> <never No>. yeah. <laughs> <All right>, <laughs> Oh he it sound like we he's denied you. We, we haven't even asked. Guys on there. I mean, we can get the Urban Myers of the world on. <laughs> we haven't even but asked. We can't no, we get Miller. Dusty Baker. I mean, shit, think about that for a minute. We got Dusty Baker who just <laughs> won the Major League Baseball World Series. World champion. And we can't get Sean Miller Sean or Miller, Luke you- Fickle. We can't get any. Are you? Sean did we got Brandon Urban Myers coming on. Sean did
5: Brandon's show. You haven't even asked. Oh, he did Brandon's show, but not your show, Tom. <laughs> Who did? Sean Miller. Sean Miller
0: was on Brandon's show. Well, that show. was a different kind of a show. Yeah, yeah fair. It's a, a different. <laughs> have kind I of
4: mean show. to be fair to these guys?
0: Not we haven't asked any of them, have we? No. We did ask Luke Fickle. Okay, we oh. did. Well, we did. And we've got a real leader of men coming on Wednesday. <laughs> Urban. All right, fellas, do we have a cherry on top, or is this tired act over? <laughs> uh, well, well, it was, it was the, the Bills tweet. Yeah, yeah well, okay, we've Bills already Bills. seen it. It's on tired. By UDF. Thank God. It's time to shift gears to box lunch. <laughs> Guys, what's happening? Tom, where does, where does you say leader of men? Leader of men?
5: Where's where, where, where that Chris come Fielman,
0: from? Chris Spielman. Chris Spielman. You okay. say it all the time. I work around him, and uh, he did it kind of as a joke after a while. And uh, so I just, I, I borrowed some of his material. Fair. Tom, yeah. you've made me laugh. That's another guy we got to get on, Chris Spielman. Now you talk about a leader of men. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> on a serious note for a second, I want to say, and, and I don't know if you'll see this or not, but uh, many of you may be aware, you know, they have the James Cancer Center up at Ohio mm-hmm. State University. Yeah. It's become world renowned and so forth. The, the breast cancer um, area of that James Cancer Center is named... Uh, after stephanie spielman uh chris's wife and the anniversary of her death is tomorrow and um and um you know to watch chris even now and, and he's since gotten remarried just in the last couple of years but um she went through three or four different uh bouts with breast cancer finally losing her final battle uh years ago and uh so we we remember stephanie spielman here on chatterbox sports and uh and our prayers are to the entire spielman clan some of my favorite people so now you want to get back to more nonsense i mean you've done well that's how am i going to go to nonsense like two weeks weeks in a row where he's you chris would be up thinking about it remember he'd be okay with that we're good Let's talk about the Vikings for a second, since you think you're so high on these guys. I'm I, I'm not so high on them. I'm just saying. All, I I just I just wonder how a team that is eight and one.
4: You have okay, and I know
0: the schedule hadn't you been have great. Have them
1: in your top three.
0: I, I know, but that doesn't mean I think any of them are great. I don't think any of the teams in the NFL are great. I think there are a lot of there's some very good teams. But you're you're like all you're, beatable. Clearly, I mean Buffalo. You know, everybody was ready right to send them to the Super Bowl. And now they've lost two games in a row, and not look very good doing it. All I'm saying is this: Well, I okay. think you
4: can't fathom why they would be not the, the, like why the Cowboys are favored, right?
0: I mean, who have the Cowboys beaten?
4: Let's let's do the opposite. I got this for you, okay? Outside of course, Minnesota of, hasn't either. Outside last of week, week One in Minnesota, right? They did beat the Packers twenty-three to seven. Packers have turned out not to be all that all that yeah, good, uh-huh. right? They then went on the road and they lost twenty-four to seven the philadelphia yeah they've played a lot of home games on their schedule so far they played the lions at home one by four they played the saints at home one by three played the lowly bears at they home played the
5: saints in london
4: okay well it's a, it's on my thing yeah nope. to be They're fair good, team, good point yeah. they were All the right. home team but they played the bears at home one by five played a 2 miami dolphins and they won that game by a touchdown and they beat the Cardinals at home, and then they, they they did beat the Commanders by three, and they just beat the Bills. But my point is, all of their home games have been a very, very tight margin against some teams that we can both agree on that are not very good. So that's probably the answer to that. Maybe maybe just maybe the Vikings, and I'm not saying they're this bad, but maybe the Vikings are similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers a few years ago when the Steelers were 11-0, and or whatever they were. What were they? Yeah, 11-0. and The Steelers 11-0. were 11-0, and they just Dallas kind of beating? felt like frauds.
0: I'll and don't, and don't, don't include the Bengals.
5: The thing about the NFL is... That doesn't count? I mean, you can look at strength of wins and stuff like that, but it's hard to win in the NFL, yes, period. Yes, it is. I, I, I mean, I any given week, you can lose.
0: That's exactly right. So I, well, last time I checked, there's only two teams in the NFL that have one loss.
1: I think I think they also would like to uh, take into consideration that it took a miracle, literally a miracle, let, let's be real here, for them to actually have won that game.
0: Won what game? The Vikings. Bills
1: the Vikings and the Bills, it took a miracle for them to win.
0: It it, it did take yeah, a miracle for them true. to win, but also it did take a miracle for them to win, but it also took a miracle for them not to lose because that catch on the sideline was not a catch. The Bills don't kick that field goal to tie the game to give them a chance to lose in overtime.
1: I, I don't disagree with you on that. I'm just saying that <laughs> the odds of you actually winning that football game we're probably like a 0.1% chance. You're you, right. You're it literally right. took one miss snap, and they don't recover their own. You're right. Miss snap.
0: I can't. Um, nobody can argue that
4: point. First of all, the 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 so the, 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 Cowboys? Cow, the Cowboys also we got to remember they played without Dak. I know you're not high on Dak, but, no, no, saying, but the two the of their rushed.
0: three losses have been with Dak.
4: Fair. So they they. On the road, they went to New York, and they beat the
0: Giants. Mediocre at best. Huh? Oh, come on. Oh, Mediocre and... at best. Okay. I guarantee no, I'm you they'll, about... finish, they'll finish with at least six losses, if not more, this year. Go ahead. I'm talking about seven, it. maybe.
1: Then don't get mad at me when I put them on the stink list. Go ahead.
4: They beat— Hypocrite. <laughs> they, they did beat oh, Washington 25-10 to 10, pretty handedly there. Okay. Right? That they, was
0: pre-Taylor Heineke, wasn't it?
4: Um— Maybe, okay. I know. I know the high. The high uh, again. Rush was the high. The, the game leader in passing yards. So okay. whether it was Heineke or the other guy, okay. it wasn't very good. Right. Um, and as I look through this, it's not great. There's not a great. <laughs> there's not a lot to hang my hat on. They beat the Bengals, but outside of that, it isn't very good. When you play in the North this year, uh, I think that that's part of maybe why I think sometimes the Vikings don't have a great schedule because they have to play the Bears and the Packers yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and the Lions. But um, but when I look down at this list, if we're not going to give respect to the, to the um, what are
0: they, in the East? Yes. Yeah, which is kind of wild considering yeah. they're not really in yeah. the East. Um, and three teams would be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I division. mean, if you're not going to so, give them... you have another team. The, the commanders have a winning record, right? So every they're, team in that yeah. division has a winning record. Commanders aren't a team you want to play. 500 they beat, the,
4: or better. They yeah. beat the Bears pretty good. I mean, does margin of victory matter to you or do you not nah, care? I
0: don't, you know, I, that's, that's stuff. No,
4: okay. I was
0: just saying all, they have good margin of victory. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, is that you've got a team. It's eight and one at home and I'm just having a hard time understanding. And this is where the guys in Vegas, the reason why they have all the money and I don't <laughs> is because, you know, but, but to make Dallas a road, favorite in this game i just i I don't understand it it's almost like they're
4: trying to trick the public into betting one side because they feel like they have a strong advantage on the other one there there you go that's
0: all right what what else we got today boys
5: well we're gonna we're gonna talk about aaron Rodgers and uh the whole twitter fiasco that was going on last night and a few other things talk about some college brands but i i do got to give you credit tom i you know i watch doing work out there i watch your show i laughed so hard at multiple times today when you called the usc and the ucl game ucla game a pillow fight fight. i cackled out there i mean it could could have heard me from three three blocks down that was the funniest thing i've I've heard in a while that was good that was really probably
0: unfair of me to say that because there's some big strong men who i wouldn't want to run into somewhere that are playing for both of those teams and who knows maybe the trojans i mean they'd have to beat ucla this week They'd have to beat Notre Dame at home next week, and the Irish are playing well right now. Uh, And then they would have to beat uh, another very, really, a good, solid team in the Mm -hmm. Pac-12 championship game. And I don't know all the, you know, the ins and outs of that, whether that – because Oregon and Utah, I think, play this weekend. That's another big game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in terms of who's going to play in the Pac-12 championship game. Bo Nix probably out, I've heard. What's that?
4: Through all the podcasts that I listen to, which I listen to a lot in college football, I've, I've heard a couple reputable sources say that they don't think that Bo Nix is going to play, ah. even though Oregon hasn't said that. No. So we'll see how that goes. And I would think Utah would win that game. I agree. I think Utah would beat them anyway. But. I think Yeah, I think Utah's there no matter what,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, so, that, so if USC wins out, you know what? I, I'm not going to sit here and say anything bad about them at all. They would deserve, in my opinion, depending on how the top – Mm-hmm. You know, four or five play out there. But I mean, if, if USC won out. Right. They're okay. Uh, no, I know. Mean, oh, hang on a second. Okay. okay hold on. Hold on. <laughs> if Georgia, Georgia's going to be in there. You got the winner of Ohio State, Michigan. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's say TCU wins out and goes undefeated. So now you have in your top three, you'd have Georgia, let's just say Ohio State, and you have TCU. Um, if the fourth team comes down to. Pac-12 champion, USC, one one loss. loss. Tennessee, one loss, loss, but did not play in the SEC title game. Forget winning it. Michigan, one loss. loss. Conceivable. No. Okay, so that's that. So if you have Tennessee, Michigan, yeah, Clemson, I guess. But they're there, they're there, and they're they're, they're not going to do it. So if you have have USC, Pac-12 champ, one loss. Tennessee only loss is to Georgia um, and then uh, Michigan. Who gets a four spot?
4: I have a strong opinion that I think it's USC. And I think that it's largely based off the fact that they play. And in, in my opinion, I know that you think it's a cupcake league. I think it's a better league than all of, all of the leagues outside the big two. I would argue you could say it's better than Big Ten, but I think that I've always held the opinion of leagues I care about who you beat yep. more so than maybe what, how good your eighth, ninth, 10th team are, yep. right? I want championship level teams. Yep. I think the pack has proven they got two or three teams at the top that are, that that on any given day, they can beat what I would call good teams. Outside of that, they lost on a two point conversion as well, right? So like their one loss was against Utah and I think they lost by one single point. Yep. And I'm I, I know I sound like I'm a hater, uh, and, and I'm sure there's some biasy deep down in there. I don't. I'm not a believer in Tennessee. I'm really not. I think that Tennessee's had some fortune. They played LSU at 11 o'clock in the morning, early in the year, against a newly led Brian Kelly LSU team, and they went out and give them credit. They won the football game 40 to 13. Yeah. After that, though. I don't see where the big, big-time performances have come and been like, oh, wow. Yeah, they, they they score a lot of points. Alabama was a good win. But Alabama's not that great of a win to me anymore. It just It's just okay. not. All right. I mean, Texas had Alabama dead to right. Texas A&M, for God's sakes. No one wants to talk about the fact that if they get a two-point conversion, they beat Alabama. No, you're right. I mean, Alabama has a stigma of, of just being elite because of their name on the jersey. But if Alabama quite frankly, is Kentucky this year, and you swap the the jerseys on him, no one's even talking about how Kentucky's that great of a win. So that's my point about Alabama and Tennessee, and I think we'll see. Here's one unique thing that happens at the end of this year for college football. Uh, Clemson plays South Carolina next week. Clemson – or excuse me, South Carolina plays Tennessee this week like it or not there's going to be some there's going to be some comparisons made on which team beats the other team by how many points yeah. and for whatever reason I don't know why but I'm telling you we have this philosophy this system in the room here that everyone knows about Vegas is not a big fan of the Vols. And I'm not saying they're gonna lose this week to South Carolina, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was a relatively tight game. It's yeah, a night game uh, uh, in, in South Carolina. Yep. yep. And they, they have quarterbacks capable, Spencer Rattler can, capable, can reel off a game that maybe won stinks, for the Aegis. But my point to all of this is, <laughs> is I just don't see how Tennessee would get in over a team that wins their league with one loss and lost on a two point conversion.
0: That has to be impossible. I I can't can't argue with that. Thousand percent correct. I think USC will go. And and, 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 and USC is a brand.
5: Well, all three of those teams that would get in are brands. Yeah. Those, those final three teams, Tennessee, Michigan, and USC are all brands. But Tennessee, right. a distant third on that list. Veteran,
4: veteran chimed in here. Veteran, the point that I'm making is that I'm not saying Kentucky and Alabama are the same. They're not. Alabama is a significantly better team. What I'm saying is, is if you took the jerseys and you swap them with the same players and Kentucky had the exact same season as Alabama's had, now, granted, I know they'd have to go play in the West or whatever, but my point is, is if you didn't have the stigma in the in the in the aurora of Alabama, no one would talk about
0: how they're a great team or a good team. They wouldn't. Okay. All right. Well, it's a big weekend, boys. This is. Hitch up your jock strap. Time to go. Time to go. And it's time now for the boxed lunch. Fellas, thank you. Nice job. Thank you, Tom. Have a good weekend. You're the man, Tom.
4: Tom Big last, weekend, boys. Last question I got. There's a big, big game tonight, obviously. They've this isn't me saying it. This isn't Chatterbox. To be clear, Chatterbox is not putting this out, but the, the line that's going around tonight is Moeller, six and a half point favorites. Who would no, you take? No, I would the, I That's would, not the line. What 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 I that's what I've heard in the back. What are you saying it the is? this? The
5: line that came out today was Lakota West, four and a half point favorites.
4: Wow. Okay. Well, then well, we'll use that? that line. Come this out? comes from some jabronis up in Cleveland. This
5: Cleveland <laughs> sports fan that puts it out every Friday. Oh come on! But regardless, Are you kidding me. He's, I, <laughs> McNe- I, there's he, a dude who's putting
0: a, point spreads on high school up, football games every every week, all season. Oh, okay Everyone, writes well, them on a yeah, writes them
4: on like a yellow notepad too
0: i like the way it looks okay. if we're well, being honest okay it's got right. half a million well followers. you know well look why don't we split the difference It's got a half a, a million followers by six and one lakota's just let's just call him a pick him. i'm taking lakota west wow okay, okay. win the game okay. outright win the game this is this is their year this, this is, is their year yep this is their year yep yep this is their year all right, that's yep. it.
4: That's your 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 day is done.
0: You guys disagree? I
4: can't. I can't even pick it because I don't. I
0: I know I'm taking the cop out, but well, you turned into Casey 2.0. All right, <laughs> I, <would take, laughs> I would take
5: I would take Moeller.
0: I would take Moeller. Okay. Well, you know the freshman quarterback's going to have to beat him because Lakota West <laughs> yeah. can play. Some I don't know if he's going to play.
5: He the first time he played was last week, and he played significant time. It was that was just a weird story.
0: Chatterbox
4: should know this. We should know this. I mean, this is—we're not
0: getting any inside from Mueller.
4: No, but but we should know this. Why? Why did he play? The, why did, did he play? One does Chat know? Why did the the freshman kid from Mueller play last week? They let Mason kind of come back on him, and I'm because sure the other
0: kids played good all year. Right, I mean, What's, they lost one game. Did he get hurt, or did he come out that, because? That's a question. I don't know either. But yeah. it's going to be if that freshman kid's in there. And hey, look, you hope everybody does well. They're high school kids. We're rooting for all of them. And I don't, I don't say that waffling on anything. You want them all to go out there and play well and have great memories for the rest of their lives of being able to play in a game just like this. Mm-hmm. So we wish them well, boys. It's all yours. That comes from the man that says that we can still be hard on kids. That's exactly right. Get ready to get ready to get ready, and no excuses.
4: I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going right. to steal that from you. That was an
0: old strength and conditioning coach we had with the Cubs years ago, Garrett Giamont. He went over to the Raiders for years and years as their strength and conditioning coach. You say every day, every day you saw him. Get ready to get ready to get ready.
5: So he went from training Sammy Sosa to training the Raiders.
0: He was pre Sammy Sosa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair See you, enough. boys. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Tom.
5: Thank you, Tom.